What's going on, you big squirters? How the fuck are you? You doing okay? It's a Monday, baby. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to dive into today. It's going to be a whole lot, okay? How the hell are you? I got like two things planned, but you guys sent in a lot of Instagram questions, and uh, you know, I decided, I, I decided, you know, it's December now. Isn't that fuck? I didn't decide that. That's our, you know, the world decided that it's December now, but... What I decided is that in you know it's in December you should reflect a little bit. You should reflect on your year. It's always insane how fucking fast the year blows by, right? So we're already in December. You know, I started thinking about it. I was like, what did I get done this year? What did I get done? I feel like I got a lot done. I feel like I did all right. I did okay. You know, it was a good year. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's dive in. You know what I mean? A couple of people asked, what were your goals for this year? What were your goals for 2020? You know what I mean? I've, I've been, I'll be honest. I started this December off pretty weak. I fucking, you know, I've been just sitting around bored out of my goddamn mind. A lot of board games lately. I've been whooping people's asses in Monopoly. You know, allegedly we played Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if that's, I can't verify or deny that, but you know, that is out there. You know, now what I do instead of watching TV because I've already watched everything I want to fucking watch, you know? Like, there's two movies a year that I really want to see now. Like, this year was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman. Both of them are great. The Irishman's definitely a better movie. But, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, pretty fucking great. And I, my favorite Christmas movie ever, fucking best Christmas movie if you ask me, Leonardo DiCaprio's Catch Me If You Can. So goddamn good. It is the perfect kind of sad christmas lighty movie the ambiance the environment of it's so fucking good if you haven't seen catch me if you can you gotta watch it this fucking december all right do it this month but also let's think about what we got done what goals did we have for the start of this fucking year you know i feel like i crushed it now that i'm looking back on it i feel like i fucking crushed it finally move you know i got i got an, i got an agent this year got a fucking team of agents what else did I do? Got my first acting role. Moved out of my fucking grandma's apartment. That's right. When I moved to New York, you know, I was saving that money. I was 18. I was fucking living at Graham Grams deep down in Brooklyn. Fucking. That was like four. And, what, how long was that? Maybe four and a half years. Fucking so far out. Every night after shows, I'd have to ride an hour back on the fucking train. I mean, and it, you know, stand up a lot of times you're not done till two, three in the morning and I did get back on that train, all the fucking drunk people and, you know, you're alone in a car. You got to spend an hour getting home and then you get off the train. Now you got to walk forever because grandmas never live in convenient places. You know what I mean? So that was like a year and I never wanted to bring chicks over. You know what I mean? It's like, how are you gonna how are you gonna bring chicks over? You got a fucking sleeping grandmother in the other room. I was I was on a I was on a damn futon in my fucking apartment. Brutal. I mean, it wasn't even a bad place, but like, listen, I that eighteen to to twenty two, I was really fucking you know, just down to the bare bones. I was wasting money everywhere, you know, just fucking. It was awful. 
I feel like my just even thinking about the fact that I'm no longer on a futon, unbelievably, I, I feel like my back already feels better. I mean, holy shit. Yeah, I never wanted to bring chicks over. So you, you come home. You know, my grandma's a very sweet lady. But still, you come home, you know, you, you want to jerk off. Now you got to wake her up and make her watch. It's just like, you know, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it was, you, you come home, you fucking, you, you walk into the bathroom. You just want to wash your hands. And what do you see? Oh, look at that. Grandma's teeth are on the fucking sink. There they are. I was wondering where they were. They're right there on the sink, three in the morning. Anybody else want to fucking throw up three in the morning? How nice is that? So, you know, you can't bring fucking, I, I, maybe like three women ever got came to that apartment. One of them I was dating. The other two were hookups. And I told them, I was like, by the way, family apartment, you know, what are you going to do? But yeah, if you want to, that's the thing though. If you want to get something done in life, something that's hard to do. If you want to make money at a at a at a career that's off the beaten path, if you want to real if you want to start a business, you want you got to be prepared to fucking slum it and and you know and bear down for years. That's what you got to be willing to do. And I'll tell you this, when you're really grinding and you're really focused on the big picture and you know what you want, it does make it a lot easier. I mean, like the first year I moved to New York, I moved literally in the middle of a blizzard and I never even noticed. I didn't even notice I was in a fucking blizzard because like I was like, no, I have I'm here for a, a purpose. I'm here to focus on something. So that was actually one of the Instagram questions somebody sent in was uh, what do you what advice do you have to somebody who's who wants to who's, who wants to chase a career or wants to, you know, do something like that? It's. That you, you need to just accept to yourself that you're going to live shittily for a while. Save up as much fucking money as you can. I did a terrible job of that. You know, I was buying fucking long boards and all this stupid shit. Fucking PlayStations, all this. You know, I was fucking 19, 20. What are you going to do? I was, I was stupid as fuck. You know, so. But yeah, you got to do that. And then you got to put all your fucking energy forth into that thing. Spend less time going out to bars. You know what I mean? A friend of mine just called me the other day. She was furious. She was like, I was just at a bar with all my like girlfriends and I just like snapped. She's like, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fucking sit at this bar. And and she's like, I, I need to do something. I was like, yes, that's exactly what you need. Open a squirting business. She was like, what? And I was like, sorry. I mean, like, you know, but yeah, focus on something. That's what you need to do. You, that's a good feeling to have when you feel kind of miserable in life and you feel like you hate everything, that's a really good place to be because it it means you might learn something right now. You might fucking focus on a new thing, you know, and put your energy into it, especially if you're in your 20s. I mean, even if you're in your 30s, but especially if you're in your fucking 20s, like pick a thing and get good at it. You know what I mean? That way you don't end up like one of these fucking Occupy Wall Street people. I, this that's my new favorite thing. I just watch these <laughs> fucking YouTube videos of like businessmen going into Wall Street during the protests and just talking to these like hippies in the park. It's pretty amazing. There's a guy literally walking around with a sign that says, "I am the one percent. Ask me anything." And people would just walk up to him and be like, "What about mustard, man?" What? And he's like, 
what? What about mustard? Like, do you think it goes on the sandwich? Do you think that the 1% has more mustard and that's why we're in the position that we're in, man? (laughs) It's just like, you know, that's all I fucking watch now is just stupid shit on YouTube. I think YouTube, Disney, yeah, YouTube, Disney, and Amazon are going to take over the fucking world. It's going to be the three of them. You know, Amazon... They're already shipping everything to your goddamn door. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. And I hate it. I'm trying to keep these small, these fucking small businesses alive, you know? I wanted to go get a, a, a taco. I wanted to go get a burrito the other day. And, you know, there's two places across the, like, a few blocks from me. One is, a, like, one of those chain fucking burrito places called, like, Panchos or some shit. Ponchos, whatever the fuck. And the place across the street from it was, like, El Pablito Takairo. You know what I mean? Like... A small little family, tiny little fucking hole in the wall. So I was like, you know what? I'll support that family. That this, you know, they they deserve my money. And then I walked in. I ordered a burrito and a small chips and guac, twenty four dollars. She literally looked up at me and went, "It's the twenty four. And immediately I went from, "Yeah, I'm gonna support this business too." I hope this place gets shut down. That's it, Clem. You're stepping on my punchlines here, baby. You can't just fucking howl and ooh. You can't just howl and ooh whenever you want. You know that. But yeah, this, they, they, these businesses just can't compete anymore with these fucking corporations. It, 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 unless you're like the best, you do one thing amazingly. It's really tough to fucking compete. And so many people are okay with really terrible food. You know, it's like they just don't know any better. I was just in fucking Hershey, Pennsylvania. And uh, I had the worst meal I ever had at this restaurant. It was fucking terrible. I ordered buffalo shrimp. They brought out these like fuck. It was just so goddamn bad. It was like cardboard covered in hot sauce. It was awful. And I ordered a chicken parm. I didn't even know you could fuck that up. And sure enough, the guy next to me, oh, that looks good. That looks really great. And I was like, you poor bastard. You poor. You don't even know. You don't even know. What's out there, you know? But yeah, um, quick shout out to the new Patreon gang members. Leslie, Alice, Fallon, Sam, shout out to you guys. Thank you for joining the Patreon. If you don't know what the Patreon is, it's a you get an extra episode of the podcast every single week. A ton of guest episodes on there. It's uh, There's an app. You can just go subscribe. It's five bucks a month. It's a fucking cup of coffee. And... Uh, yeah, you get an extra episode every week. You get to support the show. So join the fucking Patreon, folks. Shout out to them. But yeah, also, it's I, I think I'm going to stop doing coffee. You know, if it's it, it doesn't make me feel great. It makes me a little anxious. And also, I, I, I went and bought a small latte the other day for like fucking at Starbucks. Four fifty for a fucking small latte. Is that not insane to anybody else? That just seems crazy. 450 i don't know and like the thing is i only drink like half of it and i throw it out so i was like you know what i bet if i stop fucking that's probably like a few thousand dollars a year that i can just keep in my pocket you know what i mean and if i don't if i skip these stupid fucking lattes but what are you gonna do it's nice to get like a coffee date you know that that's nice it sets a certain kind of mood get you get a little 6 p.m 7 p.m coffee together in the winter that's nice, you know. You get to you get to sit across from one another and talk about anal. 
it's really sweet um but yeah let's open up these fucking instagram questions i got some emails from you guys too that i'm excited to jump into let's see this been hooking up with this guy he has such bad performance anxiety um when we haven't had sex yet help me i don't even know now what to do yeah i that happens it's especially the guy's gonna have all the anxiety leading up to it he's probably just a guy who has anxiety until you're actually until he's hard and in your mouth he's not gonna feel sexually confident one thing that you can do as a chick this is a really great tip is act like no matter what you're gonna be able to get him hard and even when he's like no i can do it just take his fucking soft dick Put it in your mouth and pretend to enjoy it and be like, just watch. That If you put confidence out there in the bedroom, they'll have no choice but to come up and meet your confidence. That's what you should do. Um, and also, like, take it slow. Make sure he doesn't feel fucking pressured. I don't know why this... Uh, I mean, I guess when I was a young dude, like... Yeah, I, I had... Uh, when I was like 18, 19, I had huge performance anxiety sexually. I mean, I was fucking losing boners all the time. Just because, like, while I would be fucking, I'd be worried, like, am I going to lose this hard on? And it's like, the the thing you learn, and it, it's really, it, whether it's your cock or whether it's just anxiety in general, you learn you just got to shut that voice down and go, yeah, fuck it. And just focus on the moment. Focus on the present. Do the work that you came there to do. You know? You can't fucking get in your... It's so easy to get in your head, especially during sex, because it's such a vulnerable an intimate position to be in you know what i mean but what's this uh why do some people always take back a cheater when their relationship was toxic um a lot of listen i don't know if you know this but a lot of people are really fucking dumb <laughs> that's really you know if your relationship was toxic and you take back a cheater you're kind of a fucking idiot okay it's really that simple that that's uh you know it's the same reason that you can come up with that for anything why do some people do heroin until they lose their families because in the moment it felt good it was you know they weren't thinking long term they weren't applying their critical thinking to it you know what i mean um so what would you do differently in your first year of new york stand-up what were your best moves you know what's funny I was, uh, this might be interesting to some of you. I was, oh, I always had a very strong presence on stage, like very confident on stage, even when I started. And, uh, I, like, I feel good up there, you know, but my material fucking sucked. Like, I, I always felt like I was writing worse jokes. It took me forever to feel like I even had any jokes, you know what I mean? And in my, and every topic I would choose to talk about would be like race or like, sexuality or women or shit like that and i remember all the comedians around me would tell me like don't don't talk about that you should talk about easier subjects you you know you should you, you talk about you talk about other stuff and and we were essentially i didn't know this but they were trying to change me you know i didn't really know who i was on stage yet but i knew i didn't want to talk about fucking airports all right it just wasn't interesting to me so you know, and not to shit on people who talk about airports, but just to me, I don't give a fuck. You know, I want to talk about something that I actually feel strongly about. So the best advice I think I ever took was to not listen to other people's advice to me coming up. I, I, there was a very few advice. There's business advice I, 
I took into account and I understood. But when it came to figuring out a lot of figuring out who you are and like what your perspective is, is just letting yourself kind of fail at it for years. And you and you have to figure out your own process. Like I, there's certain notepads I don't even write in. I don't write. I used to always buy fucking these those moleskin notebooks. Never got anything done in them. Now it's fucking giant yellow legal pad. It's very easy for me to write on it. You know, it's just I, I don't feel pretentious about it. That's what I write nearly everything on is big fucking yellow legal pads now. But you got to figure out your process. You know, so I think the best advice or the best move I made was not really uh, listening to other people because most of those other people aren't doing this anymore. Um, it's a very stand-up specific question, but I think it applies. What is this? Is it strange to wear lingerie for a casual hookup? It's looking sad just sitting in my closet. Why would that be weird? You have the lingerie. Fucking use it. Who cares? That's the whole point. You bought it to look sexy during sex and and leading into sex. That's what you're doing, right? What, what do you think? Lingerie is like only for fucking husbands? It doesn't make a difference. And also, it's not going to stay on forever. Like you, You're, you're going to have it on for five minutes and then take it off. It's not a big fucking deal. You know, it's amazing the things we find insecurities about as people. I don't know. He hasn't told me he loves me yet. So I don't know if I should pull out the lingerie. I was going to save that for somebody who loves me. <laughs> Here's when I'm moving across the country. Is catching up with my ex before I go a horrible idea? The breakup was awful. Still recovering. We aren't speaking, but left on good terms. Oh, man. This is like, that's one of those questions where I, I feel like we both know the answer is you shouldn't, but I feel like you're going to anyways. You know it's going to fucking hurt you in the end, and it's not a good idea, and you're not with this person for a reason. But I think at the same time, with the heart kind of wants what it wants. You want If you know you're going to move, you're kind of going to want to see that person one last time. I think that's what I would do. If I was moving across the country... I would probably hit up my ex and be like, hey, I'm moving, you know, I, I'm getting the hell out of town, baby. I'm packing my bags and I'm hitting the saddle. What do you say we do one last cup of tea? And you get that tea, you walk around the park together, there's that kind of melancholy air between you guys of like, what could we have been? You know, maybe if we had just listened to each other more. And you kind of look at each other right in the eye and you have that moment of thinking is this gonna be maybe i'm not gonna move maybe we're gonna make this work maybe love is more important than than anything else and you kind of both have that feeling in your chest and it gets hard to talk and then that your partner looks up at you and goes yeah anyways good luck out there i think you're gonna love it and that's the end of it that's going to be how it happens, you know, and then you'll have something to think about while you're out there and you're going to cry on the plane and that's life, you know. Um, what do you do after you've had the talk? <laughs> Was that way too deep? Was that way too much of a fucking image? I don't know. What do you do after you've had the talk and he says he's not ready for a relationship? You, you find out where his mother lives and you hold her hostage and you say to him, hey, I know you said you don't want to be in a relationship, but do you love your mother? Do you love her? No? 
<laughs> okay, all right. Well, well, listen, you're not going to see her again. You know, that's the logical, safe thing to do. No, if you, if you want to really date somebody and they say they're not ready for a relationship, that kind of fucking sucks, doesn't it? I can't imagine. Like, if I told a girl... Like, yeah, like, let's date. And she was like, no, nah, I'm just really not ready for a relationship. But that's so disheartening. You fucking feel that in your chest. That's flattening, you know? Um, yeah, what what can you really do? You kind of, you, you either, I mean, realistically, you either kind of cut your losses and you step back a little bit to protect yourself or you go, well, maybe this will change. But I feel like for the most likely, like, if somebody's not ready for a relationship, they it probably just doesn't feel right to them. You you probably like them more than they like you. That's the truth of it. it. And if you're trying to date somebody and they're not trying to date you, that's typically what the fuck is going on. You know what to do if you want to date a guy, but you have fucked more than half his friend group. You go to church, bitch. You get your ass. I'm just fucking kidding. Um, you need Jesus. If you if you want to date a guy but you fucked more than half of his friend group, that sounds so personal. That sounds like you had a personal vendetta against him. I I already fucked half his friend group and his dad. Do you think I can fix the situation? It's like probably not. Probably not, sweetheart. It I couldn't imagine being a guy and when my girlfriend comes around, when my friends are hanging, I know that half of my friends fucked my girlfriend. I don't think that's for me. I think that would create a lot of insecurity in me personally. You know? Half of his friends? How did you even swing that? Was this all separate? Or was this like a one night, you just went for it kind of thing? And I'm not trying to slut shame here. Do you? Live your life? You know? I don't give a fuck. But at the same time, it probably is not going to work out with homeboy now. Unless he's like really into that shit. There's a lot, you know, I can tell from your profile you're white. A lot of white guys love their friends fucking their girlfriend. They're into that, like, cuckoldy shit. I don't know what it is about white dudes, but that that is... Uh, anytime you watch a cuckold video on Pornhub or, or something like that, you know it's a white guy. There are no videos of black dudes bringing in white guys to fuck their girlfriends. Zero. You'd think there'd be one. There's none. I've searched everywhere. You know, it, it's, it's really like a white guy thing. So maybe he's into that. Maybe you guys can work out some kind of fucking power relationship where he sits. Well, you know, you fuck all of his friends and he sits in like a wooden chair in the corner of the room. That sounds like it benefit the both of you. You know, you should just ask him. Be like, listen, I fucked Derek. And he goes, oh, my God. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can get past that. And you go, well, I also fucked Trevor and Robert and Kevin and and Chad. That you know, I, look, what can I say? I was upset. I was upset, and I decided to fuck everyone you love. That's just what happened. It's just you know, <laughs> yeah. You, you're probably not gonna date that guy. I mean, yeah. I just I don't think so. I think I think I think you move on. I really do. I don't know. I I know that might not sound like the most fucking progressive advice ever, but I think it's pretty goddamn realistic advice. Um, how do I move on from rejection? And also, once again, I'm just fucking around. I'm not slut shaming you. Do live your fucking life, girl. Get your nut. I don't care. How do I move on from rejection after opening up to a guy? Um, 
Didn't we just talk about that? It's the same thing as like a dude not being ready for a relationship. How does anybody get past rejection? What, here's the thing. You're not a loser for getting a reject, uh, re- rejected. You become a loser when you can't move past getting rejected or you respond to rejection in a gross way. You know what I mean? Like a lot of dudes do that shit where they're like, hey, do you want to go buy you a drink? And she's like, no, I'm I'm okay. And he goes, well, you're fucking ugly anyway. Like that's being a fucking loser. It's not the fact that he got rejected. It's how he fucking reacted to it. So a dude rejected you. Welcome to life. It fucking happens. All right. It's not a big goddamn deal. How do you move on? Put on put in your fucking headphones. Take a walk. Listen to some music. Go smile at another guy on the street. You know, and and live your fucking life. Go out with your friends. Read a good book. If go exercise, do. How do you move on? It's not a big fucking deal. You should you should get rejected a pretty good amount of times in your life. You know, I've been rejected. Yeah, that's right. Even me. No, I'm just I'm just joking. But you know, it's a, it's a fucking part of it. Learn how to accept rejection humbly, and it's also rejection stories are pretty goddamn funny a lot of the time. They make for good stories later. You can talk, you know, you talk about how excited you were, you built it up, and then, oh, he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I had sex with half your friends. You know what I mean? Best way to tell someone you're not interested without ghosting or being a bitch. Okay, so I think the best way of doing that is, uh, you know, and nowadays everybody's doing the fucking ghosting. But I, I appreciate that you're trying not to be shitty about it. Um, I personally, in my opinion, think that the best thing that you can do to let somebody know that, you know, you can say to them, hey, listen, I think you're great and I think you're a great guy. But just personally, that feeling is just not there for me. Um, but I do think you're really sweet. I wish you all the best. And it just kind of is what it is. I'm sorry. That's it. That's that's the only thing you can really do because you can't be mad at somebody for not having fucking feelings for you. You know, you can be sad about it, but you can't be mad about it. And also, like, letting people down and rejecting them is just an inherently ugly business. It just is what it is. It's a part of the fucking... It's just a part of it. There's no way... Listen, when you... when, when Anytime there's romantic nature or, like a relationship or like somebody asking somebody out there's a pretty good chance of it getting messy when you start dating when you start looking for somebody to be with there's going to be a couple people that get hurt along the way and it's inevitable no matter what you do it's just fucking inevitable it's like you got to think of dating as like you're signing that contract you know what i mean like you 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 going yes i would like to find somebody to be with i do acknowledge that a few people are going to get hurt along the way I'm not going to really let that affect us. Sign here. Boom. That's what you do. It's just a part of it. It's a cost of doing business. You know? Um, how to make a fuckboy like you. I mean, I guess the same way you make every, anybody like you. I mean, personally, as a guy who has a little, you know, 10% fuckboy DNA in me. Um, and, you know, I'm always bitching that fuckboys are not a real thing. It's just a guy who's not that interested in you. But uh, what I, there's, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. There has never been an Instagram profile that has had either a picture of a girl in a bikini or like a hot picture as her like profile picture that I have not clicked on and then creeped on. I will, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I could be in the middle of a house fire. If I see a bikini photo in that tiny little preview, I'm clicking, I'm going to see what's what. All right. I don't care. Oh, the cat's on fire. He'll fucking figure it out. All right. I got, I got, I got photos to creep on here. 
So that that's one way. I think if you want to hook up with a fuckboy, you 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 play you play his own game. You know, you you it's sex is the way in. That's absolutely the way in. Um, what else is in here? I'm trying to I'm trying to screen these questions for good ones here. Any good tips to approach a guy at the bar? I would say look over at him, either give him a smile or like a wave or something, or even just good eye contact. But what we what we want what men want is we want the eye contact, and then for you to move your mouth, you know, in a way that we go, oh, she's like she looks friendly, she wants us to approach. So do that, or just walk up and go, hey, what are you drinking? Just literally make it a game to just ask the first thing that comes to mind, or just say the first thing that comes to mind. Because the truth is, the first thing you say doesn't fucking matter at all. The first two minutes of that conversation are just for you guys to go. Hi, we're talking now. That's it. That's all you that's all you need to do. And you're just seeing how receptive the other person is. And if they're not that receptive, you don't take it fucking personally. You just move on to his friend. You know? That's really it. That that's all you got to do at the fucking bar. Don't don't get in your head. Don't worry about it. It's the same thing with sex. Leave all that fucking anxiety outside. Just walk up and say the first thing that comes to mind, you know? Hey, where'd you get those stupid shoes? Boom. You're in, baby. That's all you got to do. Um, how long is too soon to have sex with someone you're seeing if it's long-term relationship potential? I always say wait till uh, the set. Like if you guys hook up the first time, keep it light. Keep it to a hand jibber, an oral jibber, a blow jibber. You know what I mean? Keep it, keep it there. Keep it sexy. But wait to fuck. And I think if you if you try to push the actual fucking back a little bit, I think personally, it's it psychologically, for some reason, it makes that long-term thing a little more likely, you know, because you feel like the thing you got was harder to catch. It's like very dumb, male, primitive hunting DNA. So I think that's a big part of it. I would say wait till, you know, the second or third time you guys are hooking up, I would say that. Um, I think it, in terms of like making out with somebody, that's got to be done either first or second date. That's either how you end the first date or it's how... Uh, if if you haven't made out with somebody by the second date, I, I think you got big problems ahead. I think that's a pretty big sign, you know. Um, how to bounce back from being ghosted by someone who's hotter than you? It doesn't matter if they're hotter than you or not. What fucking difference does that make? You know. And what what is with our fucking? Is it just our generation? I mean, you guys are using the words bounce back a lot from very minor shit, right? They ran out of Earl Grey tea. How do I bounce back? How the fuck? Bounce? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? How do you bounce back? A guy ghosted you. That's it. It is what it is. You, you can name every girl in your life who you're friends with. She's been ghosted by somebody. Same thing with every fucking guy. You know, and a lot of times when you get ghosted, the person is just either not that interested or they got their own shit going on. Or maybe they got together with like an, an ex of theirs or now they're dating somebody. You know, it's nice if they give you the common courtesy and explain why, you know, you guys are no longer, no longer talking. But most guys don't want to do that. We don't want to hurt your feelings. You understand? We don't want to sit you down and go, hey, so do you remember when, you know, I was I was fingering you? And she's like, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. And you go, well, at one point you threw your head back and you let out a very deep man-like groan. You know, you're like, oh, and I got to say in that moment, 
you know, I felt a little taken aback. I think that was the moment. I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, we're, we don't want to sit you down and fucking tell you that. Why would we? You know what I mean? Like, it's why we naturally want to avoid uncomfortable moments. Humans do. Well, most of us, you know. But, yeah. Advice for chasing your dream, even if it isn't creative. I feel like we covered that a bit, you know. Just fucking dedicate yourself. Put in the work that you want to fucking put in. I think that I think I hit a good a good chunk of a lot of these other Instagram questions are just shit. Like, is a hot dog technically a sandwich? It's like, who fucking gives a fuck? All right, let's jump into the emails. If you got an email, send it into the show. Yungdaddyshow at gmail dot com. Um, send it in. I want to see if I've read this one yet. All right, we got some good emails here. Um, also, take a second, leave a fucking five star review on the pod, baby, on iTunes. Join the fucking Patreon. You know, support the show. Tweet it. Post it online if you're enjoying it. I feel like we're getting through some fucking good advice here. This one's called We're Not Having Sex. Hey, Daddy, please keep this anonymous. Love the podcast and need some help. My boyfriend and I have been together for four, for a year now. We always used to have amazing sex four to five times a week. About six months ago, we got a puppy and it's been a lot of work. In the last few months, we have stopped having sex. We only have sex maybe twice a month because he says that he feel like he can do it. He's always up to try, though, and if we get started, he's good to go. I just have to get him out of his head, and it's just as good as before, except obviously a little quicker because he's also not jacking off ever anymore. My question is, how can I help and get us back to having sex like we used to? We don't live together, but we spend most of our time together share, taking care of this puppy who's now nine months and in full toddler mode. I get it. I mean, maybe... Yeah, there's two ways to look at it. Either the dog doesn't matter and his sex drive is just way down or uh, this dog is just taking a lot of mental energy out of him. I got to tell you, with Clementine is fucking sleeping next to me. There's uh, Today I was literally thinking, I want to give this dog away. It's not even my dog and I want to give it away. You know, they, they are fucking exhausting, especially when they're little pieces of shit like you, Clementine. Yeah, don't look around. You're the only one named Clementine here. All right? Fucking... You're chewing up socks, chewing up shirts, going into my fucking laundry bin, pulling shit out. Who does that? Who fucking raised you, huh? Peeing? Who who fucking peed in the house? It was you, huh? You think I want to get up at three in the morning and fucking take care of that? Because I don't. You little fluff. You little fluffer. Um... Yeah. Also, like, listen, you guys are you guys have been dating for a year. Like, naturally, a guy's sex drive is gonna drop. That just kind of is that's just what it's like dating somebody for a year. You know what I mean? That that sex doesn't have that that new leather car smell anymore. You know what I mean? But what you can do is you gotta fucking spice it up. Go go you gotta you got you gotta make an it takes some initiative here. You know? You gotta resurrect that cock. That's what you gotta do. Go get some fucking sexy lingerie. Think of think of something hot. Use your creativity. Do something sexy. Next time he's just sitting watching TV, just fucking put the dog in the crate, you know, and just walk over and just unzip his jeans and just start sucking them off while he's watching TV. He's going to be so inspired that some shit is going to go down. You know what I mean? You have to do it. You can't just wait for him to like, you know, just snap out of it. He's fucking tired dealing with this fucking dog. You're the one who's super hot, you know? You got that you got that that hot fucking women's bod. You got two titties, a vagina, 
There's a lot you can do, you know? Titillate, baby. That's what you should do. Um, Yeah, buy some fucking toys or something. Like, mix it up. I'm telling you. And also, if you just come over and just suck his dick while he's watching TV, swallow his cum, look up at him, and lick your fucking lips, and then just go back to doing what you were doing. He's going to owe you one. There's going to be some hot sex coming from that. I mean, that would fucking turn me on to no end. I'm telling you. You know? And, you know, just fucking do it. Do Be as sexy as you can. Get creative with it. Challenge yourself. That's what you got to do. Sometimes you got to inject a little sex back into the, into the relationship, you know? There's plateaus. That's how it is. Next email, am I the asshole? Um, hey, Daddy. So I met this guy on Hinge about two months ago, and things were going great. And I had no doubt that he was into me. He was almost too into me at first. Immediately after our first date, he began trying to hang out almost every night of the week double texting me when I wouldn't respond, told me he was falling for me on our third time hanging out, etc. This guy sounds like me. I went to his ranch with him, his fucking ranch, like three weeks in, and he didn't tell me that his entire family was going to be there. So basically, I ended up hanging out with my hinge date and his family all weekend. That feels like a bit much. Um, The whole thing kind of freaked me out, so I ignored him for a few days after we got back. When we hung out a few days later, he tells me that he wants more from me than just casual sex. He asked what I was doing the next night, and I eventually tell him I was thinking about going on a date with someone else. Oh, man. All right. He was super pissed at first uh, that I was considering going on another date, but we ended up hanging out both nights that weekend, so I thought everything was fine. Then I find out he's recently started talking to his ex again, which annoyed me, especially after how he acted about my other date. I told him this whole thing wasn't really worth it and that I didn't want to compete with an ex. He got super defensive and told me the ex thing was none of my business and that he wasn't going to commit to someone who was dating other people. I guess my question is, one, what the fuck? And two, was I out of line by considering going on a date when we never said we were exclusive or was that just his excuse for not being that into me? Um, I know I'm attractive, so it's not a looks thing. Pick attached for reference. Unfortunately, you're wearing clothes. And uh, thanks for reading. Listen, um, I'm obsessed with your podcast. I listen to it on my walk every morning. Keep killing it. You You might not even be aware of this, but the two of you exhibited shitty toxic behavior. And I don't mean toxic, like, it's fucking, it's toxic, let's have him killed. You know, how these fucking new 18-year-olds say it. But what I'm saying, it's just like unhealthy, all right? That's all I'm saying. Um, You should not have told him that you're going on another date. It's never a good idea. It's always a dead end. It always hurts feelings, no matter who you are. Never tell a person that you are dating that you're going on another date. You know, there's a there's a chick right now that tries to fucking play that game with me a little bit where I'm like, hey, are you free tomorrow? And she's like, I can't. I'm on a date. How about dinner the next time? I'm like, what are you fucking kidding? I was like, because what she's trying to do is put pressure on me to be like, oh, she's going on other dates. Like, I got to I got to fucking, uh, you know, I got to lock this down. But no, I'm not going to fucking do that. So um, the thing is, he 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 got very into you, fell for your heart when guys fall for somebody hard. You know, they act like not themselves. They pull these stupid moves. They move too fucking fast. Our emotions get the best of us. We're very loving creatures, baby. What can I say? Um, then the, the the next thing that happened here was you told him about the other date, which you shouldn't have done um, because all that is just going to breed that kind of fucking... In those first two months, you really got to be on your game. You got to not try to fuck a little shit up like this because it, stay, that, it stays in the energy of the relationship for a long time. Um, then what happened was you found out he's talking to his ex again. Now you're upset 
And the reason you think it's upset is because of how he acted about your other date, but it's actually deeper than that. The reason you're upset that he's talking to his fucking ex again is because now you're feeling exactly like he did when you're like, oh, so you're dating other people? This is going to be a waste of my time? You're talking to your ex? I thought this guy really liked me. Even if you don't really love this guy, you're like, this guy really liked me and I think I'm losing that now. That's, that's, you know, that's unpleasant. And, you know, the ex thing, he's, he's right in it being none of your business, really. I mean, you guys aren't committed. So you weren't wrong to go on the date. You weren't wrong for considering another date. That's fine. But you shouldn't talk about it to the person you're currently, you know, to another person that's an option. You guys both did the same thing to each other. And as a result, even if this does fucking work out, which it doesn't sound like it will, there's going to be that toxicity and that fucking hatred and that negativity and resentment underneath. That's what you guys would be starting your relationship on. So next, it's, consider this just a fucking lesson learned. And I also, you wrote here, he's 29, I'm 23. I thought he'd been a little more mature about casual dating. It's not about mature. I'm actually, uh, he fucking, I see his mistakes in being overeager and, and pushing too hard. Uh, the, the family thing is just fucking weird, but I also really see your mistakes in, uh, when it comes to casual dating, like the rules are, you don't tell other people about people you're fucking, you know, like this other girl I was, I was hanging out with, you know, I'm hanging out at her place. It's like our second or third time hanging out. I'm like, come here. Like, you know, trying to get, trying to make the mood a little sexier. She's like, no, I don't know you. And then she's like, I don't, I don't fuck guys I'm interested in. And I was like, what? And then, uh, you know, I didn't say that. I was like, huh? And then the other thing she said, she was like, yeah, this, this, this kid I'm hooking up with. And then she started telling me about him or on some bullshit. And I was like, yeah, I'm not just going to sit around and listen to this. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't tell other people about people you're fucking. And like, we all slip up sometimes. I'm guilty of it. You know, it happens, but it's, it's against the rules. So, and this, your question was, am I the asshole? You get, he's a little, he kind of freaked out and, and overcommitted too early. And, uh, you kind of did a dickish thing and that's the truth of it. And, you know, you don't have to fucking feel super guilty about it, but just don't do it again. Now you know. Uh, last email of the fucking week, baby. Why'd he block me? Hey, daddy, big fan of the podcast. Keep up the great content. Live in New York City and I'm a med student. My on, my on and off again ex from high school and I got together six weeks ago. I didn't text him after and he reached out three weeks later asking why I didn't reach out to him. I told him I didn't think he was interested, but he told me he definitely still was and wanted to come visit me. We set a tentative date and didn't follow up till the day of. That day, he apologizes for... Don't you hate the fucking... You you plan a date with somebody and then the, the follow-up game. Should I do it the day of? Should I do it the day before? I don't want to come off too over-eager with the day before. It, and then, uh, my in my experience, when you fucking follow up the day of, 80% of the time, somebody's canceling. Um, he didn't follow up till the day of. That day, he apologized for being distant, but told me his best friend died that week and he was really upset. He suggested I be his plus one at a work event, and if not, he could come the week after. I told him there was no rush and that he needed to do whatever he needed to take care of himself and that anything I could do, I would. I, of course, felt horrible for him and followed up to see how he was doing after I saw him post on Facebook about his friend. On Thursday, he suggested he come on Saturday. I agreed, and he asked me what time to come. On Friday, I asked when he wanted to come, and he didn't reply. After that, he not only did not answer, but blocked me on Facebook. Obviously, I'm pretty disappointed that he stood me up and cut off contact. He initiated pretty much every conversation and was the only one who, who initially reached out. What do you think happened? My guess was he has a girlfriend or he just didn't want to confront me about the fact that he just wasn't into it after all. Um, I personally think that probably what happened was, I mean, you guys had a long fucking history. You was on and off again, ex from high school 10 years ago. 
um amongst him being depressed about his friend dying he probably also remembered like you know the shitty times you guys had together and he was like i i don't have room for that in my life right now he's probably like in a place where he needs things to be going well and not have mental energy you know it's tough to figure out shit with a high school ex-girlfriend and your best friend dying at the same time you know what i mean so it might have to do with that i feel like he should have maybe given you a courtesy call explained it to you but you know you don't always get that in life and it just kind of is what it is um this doesn't sound like a relationship that you should be involved in regardless you know if it, if it wasn't meant to be 10 years ago and you guys were that on and off again for that long and you know you hook up and neither of you can communicate with each other let this one kind of sit in the past all right fucking uh i hope that's helpful i love you guys i appreciate you if you have an email send it to the show why you daddy show at gmail.com share the podcast post it online tweet at us you know and uh, i know yeah, last week there was an issue with the spotify it should be up and running now let me know if it's not and other than that, guys, have a fucking great week. I'll see you on the Thursday episode. I'll be sure to have a guest for you. Just with this weather, nobody wants to fucking move. So other than that, man, take it easy, guys. I love you. I hope you had some fun. Cheers. Hey, my dark darlings. Hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos. We're a small crew here at Something Scary, so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule. So that's why I wanna tell you about our sponsor, Monday.com. Monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere. I really enjoy the visual ease of using Monday.com. It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.